Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Stuff and Things podcast. I am Sam. Joining me today on Walking Dead Wednesday, it's my partner in crime. It's Stefan. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> You're so street. I know, right? In it. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Word, word to your mother, West Side. Um, <clears throat> mate, it's Walking Dead Wednesday again. How you doing? I am good, man. I'm good. It's Wednesday already. This, yeah. this week seems to have taken forever, and at the same time, flashed by in a second. Yeah, like, that's pretty much my life since the pandemic, yeah. I think. Half of me is like, yeah, it's Wednesday. The other half of me is like, oh my God, it's only Wednesday. <laughs> it is hump day. And it really is. Re- read, read into that what you will. Uh, this is episode 22 of season 11 of The Walking Dead, the final season. The title of the episode was... Faith! Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the episode have, now this yeah. is episode 22, uh, episodes 23 and 24 to follow, and then that is it. So before we dive into this episode, um, mate, our fear has been for some time that the end of The Walking Dead, the show, the main show, is going to serve nothing more than a jumping off point for spinoffs. Yep. So we're not actually going to feel closure for the show, not actually going to feel a proper ending, it's just going to be, and the journey continues, but with these shows, not this one. You know how um, like Marvel things, where it's like at the end credit scene, and then you know, like, the Avengers will return, or Thanos yeah. will return. Why do I just get the feeling we're going to get to the end of this, and it's going to be like, majority of the cast will return. Yeah. yeah but if you don't live in the US, you'll probably never see it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's a side note, definitely, to have here. Uh, so, just firstly, with the two... So, episode 22. Uh, yeah, so let's dive into a few things in general about The Walking Dead. First of all, do you think, with two episodes left, they can wrap this up effectively? No. <laughs> not even, like... No, not even I'm little, not. It's going to be a case, though. I have a feeling we're going to get to, like, the last episode... And it's going to be like the only way they're going to be able to deal with this is to have like a wall fall down and a massive herd just walk through the Commonwealth, mm. killing everyone. Yeah. And then they're going, well, it's finished now, isn't it? Look, they're all dead. Apart from these few characters <laughs> that we have spin offs lined up for because they're conveniently in a hotel room at the time. You know, but yeah. I, I can't yeah. see how the story gets lo- linked up well and wrapped up and everything done in two episodes. When there's still this much happening. Uh, I agree. Now, the annoying thing is, um, there were certain seasons of The Walking Dead in recent years where it felt like you could draw a line here and end it. Like, I, 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 like I'm, I'm kind of done. Like, the characters all seem a little bit done. The actors almost seem like I'm bored of doing this now. Everything kind of felt like it was concluding naturally. And the show just kept getting renewed. <laughs> yeah. Um... Season 10 and into 11 really reinvigorated things for me. And season 11, I've really enjoyed. I really, really enjoyed. And these 
final episodes, every episode, including this one, Faith, uh, there's a lot of it that's very, very good. There's a few bits that frustrate me, but that's mostly down to decisions made beyond the show. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in the USA, uh, the network that makes the show has a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, and that streaming service will put an episode out a week earlier than anyone else will get. <laughs> yeah, that's been fun. It's not been. No. <laughs> no, no, it's it's kind of funny in a, in a way. And back when the show was kind of going through the motions, you didn't really get a massive amount of dialogue online anyway. Now you do. This is this is the finale of one of the biggest shows in television ever. It's the final few episodes, so the discussion is very active. And a lot of people have seen episode 23, and a lot of people... And, and it was always kind of a tradition on the show, you'll remember this, where the penultimate episode was deaths. Yeah. You know, you know the, the one before the mid-season finale, someone was dead. And, and then it, the season finale was kind of like, oh my god, how do we deal with that death? Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. So... Episode 23, people could probably mark down a little bit as someone is going to go. Now, with it being the final season, you could probably mark down lots of someones. Uh, yeah. Now, with all this being said, there is aspects of this where I have now seen some pretty massive spoilers for episode 23. Not through looking, but through the fact that I am just on social media and people just outright sharing stuff. Mm-hmm. This particular network, for me, can absolutely kiss my ass. <laughs> because you are, in essence, spoiling your own product, which they seem to not care about. Because as long as they're getting subscribers that are streaming, they don't care. But yeah. moreover than that, they're basically sticking their middle finger up to everybody around the world who loves the show. Because all of their spin-offs that they're creating are exclusive to that streaming platform, which isn't worldwide. No. Now, perhaps they intend to launch it worldwide, and that's their plan, but I've got to be honest with you, there are so many streaming platforms, so many services, so many things now. You know, I have to pay for just regular television, I have to pay for this, I have to pay for that. If I want to watch this show, I need to have this service. I need to have that one. I am not forking out more money for one show. Like, the the Walking Dead product, Yeah. I am not going to have a whole other subscription service purely for that. I, I'm just not going to do it. No. So, I find myself at a bit of a crossroads, where at one point, me and you discussed that when season 11 ended, that was it. We were done. The Walking Dead... You know, we've covered this show from the start. We've discussed every season, every episode, and we're gonna we're gonna draw a line. When they yeah. announced Rick and Michonne, when they announced Daryl, when they announced Maggie Negan, we both immediately went, "Okay, that's caught our interest." What you know, what's gonna what's gonna happen? That's gonna put us in these situations, or what are these situations going to be? Each of those series I just mentioned are six episodes apiece. But they're not going to be... At the moment, they're not going to be available here unless a deal is done to show... Now, the only deal I can imagine being done would be to show them on BT AMC in the UK. 
I yep. know we have listeners all around the world, and apologies, I'm only speaking to the UK here. But if that's the case, again, that's another subscription service which you have to pay for over and above your normal so, package. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, mate, but how? What's your thinking on this? Because, like for example, there are other streaming platforms like Disney Plus. Disney Plus has Star Wars. It has Marvel. It has so much content. Or plus Disney in general. Yeah. That you look at that and you go, okay, it's going to cost me X amount a month, but I have access to all of that. That makes sense. Yeah. Netflix, to the extent the same, The Witcher, various other shows, phenomenal. Amazon Prime, to be honest with you, I have it because I use the delivery so much. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of like an added bonus to me. Yeah. What? Where? Where do you see like with everything else that's going on, the kind of streaming service? What do you think? What's your opinion on all this? See, for me, I. It sounds really stupid because I do a podcast about TV shows. Okay, I don't watch a massive amount of television, so okay. therefore, when I choose to sit down and watch something on TV, it is because I have chosen. I am going to sit down and watch this on telly. I'm I'm not someone who just sits in the evening, whacks the telly on, and tries to find something good to watch. Um, for me, it is a conscious choice of I'm going to sit on the sofa and I'm going to watch this show. Okay, so in that in mind, I have Amazon Prime again because of work. I use the Amazon so much that it kind of made sense to have Amazon Prime, and I get to watch some of the football on it. Quids yeah. in, and then they brought out some really good shows on it as well. So I was like, even better. Okay. Um, Netflix, um, again, Netflix is, for me, it's a couple of good shows on there. Um, for the wife, she binge watches like you wouldn't, like just a show. So Netflix works on that for the price. Yeah. Disney Plus, we have two young kids in the house and they've got Marvel, Star Wars and everything else. So we pay for that yearly. Makes perfect sense. I'm happy with that. But to, to pay for a, a new streaming service just for one show. For me, doesn't make sense. No, not like at all. So you know, there's so much content on all these other streaming services that makes sense to have it. Yeah. Um, even if it's a case of okay, Amazon Prime is just for me to watch some football and the sports and stuff on it. You know, at least there is a variety of things on there as well. Whereas, well, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings is on there as well now as well, of course. And Netflix, obviously, got The Witcher, The Umbrella Academy, and a lot of other things on there as well. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to struggle, especially like financially with everything that's going on in the world at the moment without getting too much into that because it's on every news channel yeah. everywhere. Um, financially to pay out for a yet another streaming service because of one TV show. Yeah. It, it's going to be very, very difficult for me if it does even come to that to, yeah. to get myself to, to do it. Okay. So we are looking for alternatives. <laughs> yeah, and we will we will find them. So uh, that yeah, I mean let's kind of park that now and let's dive into the episode. So I've broke the episode down into three kind of parts, really uh, three different story arcs. Um, yep, we're going to open up with talking about events at the actual Commonwealth, so we can get this out of the way for you because I know how much you hate Eugene. <laughs> do I? You do. So, at the Commonwealth, there is the trial of Eugene, and it's ongoing. And straight away, you can see that the judge is clearly paid off. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, Pamela takes the stand and basically, like, screams out, He's a murderer! And the judge is just like, yeah, I'll allow it, that's fine. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. Straight away, it's like, wow, this is a kangaroo court. You know, we, we kind of already knew that anyway, but I didn't know how blatant it was going to be. Like, for me, I was half expecting a real surprise. Like, it looked like the jury was just made up of the people of the Commonwealth. Well, I don't think there was a jury. And that's what I realised, yeah, because she looks up at the top, like the people yeah. that were stood there, and I thought, ah, okay, so the jury's the people, the people hated him. Maybe he can give a couple of good lines or something and really surprise everyone by not guilty. And then I realised, no, wait, it's just the judge who's clearly on the books. Yeah. Um, Yumiko makes the point to Eugene that they're not appealing to the judge because this is just uh, a kangaroo court. Yeah. But they're there appealing to the people of the Commonwealth who are watching en masse. And you can hear a lot of reaction to what's being said. Uh, Pamela Milton saying that's not my son on the recording. People cry bullshit straight away. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about you, but kind of watching that taking place, it kind of felt very, again, and I know a lot of shows do this, and I felt like The Walking Dead kind of once again was holding a mirror up to society of this is a situation where someone has literally been caught on tape Yep. People have heard it. This tape exists and is and still denying it. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of like, okay, yeah, we can all relate to certain politicians in the world right now <laughs> or people people in politics who basically like could stand there and you say, right, this is a fact, and they go, nope. And you're like, no, this is literally, water is wet, and they're like, nope. The sky and, is and they, blue. No, it's not. And, yeah. and they just, the worrying thing is the kind of, cult partisanship that happens with these people because they say it and the people are like, yeah, he's right. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, how, how are you thinking that? Um, so her doing that, I kind of thought was amusing. Um, what did you think to Yumiko's kind of hell Mary to go and speak to Mercer? Do you, because I mean, me and you talked a lot about Mercer, how much we like him and how much we can see he's caught between, because he, he talks about how his responsibility is to keep people safe. Yep. And he seems to be caught between how best to do that. He's um, starting... It, it, in this episode, like, well, in previous episodes, we've started to kind of get this like hint of maybe he's realising that actually protecting Pamela isn't protecting the people. Yeah. And when the walkers appear inside the gates and she's like, protect me, and he's like, no, protect the people. So yeah. we kind of had that bit inside where we were like, oh, maybe maybe he is going to join the other side sort of thing. And then in this episode, yeah. in this episode, the kind of the speech he kind of gives to her and stuff. And it's like, it won't matter. He won't do anything anyway. And you're like, yeah, OK, whose side are you really on here, buddy? Like, well, 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 I think I think this is the conflict. I think this is the we've seen examples of him kind of questioning things. But then in this episode, Yumiko like goes to him. It's like they took Princess. Like they literally took her, snatched her, and took her somewhere. You you yeah. know this, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. And he he seems calm, collected, like he doesn't care. Yeah, and I, I think it kind of surprised me. But at the same time, I think given what happens at the end of the episode, I think this was less about him not caring and more about him gathering support for what he's got in mind. So. Yeah. The end of the episode, obviously, Eugene is found guilty. Shock horror. And he's... And by the way, the judge says he's going to be killed within the hour. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you have like, one like, hour. Literally, sentence to death. 
Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, wow, okay. Um, Eugene, we're not going to dwell on it because you hate it, but Eugene gives a pretty good speech, by the way. Okay, I, I may hate him, but this speech is brilliant. Like... He kind of, he kind of, because he, he dwells on his personal experience. The fact that he's a massive coward, the fact he lied, manipulated people to survive, the fact that then he sided himself with straight-up villainous people because he thought, again, it was his best way of surviving, only to then realise that he was just as guilty of the heinous act. He even uses the phrase, I may not have been swinging the bat. Uh, you know, yeah. so he's literally referencing his time with the saviors and he talks about how he did something. One person did something that ended all of it, you know, created peace, if you like, got, got to that situation. And he did, um, he, you know, and it was probably the bravest thing he's ever done really, because of course, if he could find out what he was doing, they'd have slit his throat. Well, yeah. So he, he talks about that and it is very directed, at Mercer, but at the same time, he doesn't deliver it to him. He's delivering it to everyone. So it's it's a, it's a very good speech. He sits down. He's he's sentenced to death anyway. Like, yeah, thanks for talking. You're gonna be killed. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, great job. Bye. Um, and we have this great scene of him being led by a couple of the stormtroopers. You know, the the cloth over his head, and he's dragged and he's brought in front of Mercer, who's there, and he, they take the hood off him. And I'm kind of like. Damn, Mercer, this is pretty cold. You know, you love your sister. We've seen that over and over again. This guy, you know, basically stepped up to save your sister's skin. Yeah. And now you're about to drag him to a public execution. Or is he? Because as the hood's removed, Mercer delivers probably one of my favorite lines in The Walking Dead. Yes. And by the way, uh, the showrunner has revealed that this was like an off the cuff take. They did, it wasn't in the script. They did the scripted line, they did a few things, and then this guy just threw this in and they went, yeah, let's go with it. <laughs> As Mercer looks at, looks at Eugene and says, it's time to fuck shit up. He's like, yeah, it is! Yeah, really, and, on board! And it really did inspire a, yes, let's go. Um, I mean, how do you feel about this? Because I know you've got to have mixed feelings. You possibly would have liked Eugene killed first. I mean, it would have been nice... After the execution, yeah, um, but, yeah. But I just have a thing, you know. He's gonna like is it, um, Eugene is gonna survive the last like a episode. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna survive the last episode. And everyone's gonna be like, all the people around you died, and yet somehow yeah. you're the one that survived. Well, I, I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, the problem is everyone knows of episode episode twenty three spoilers. So if I say any theories right now, people are just gonna be like, oh no, you spoiled it. But yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, right now. Uh, and this isn't a spoiler. This is just me saying I wouldn't count on anyone at the moment. I mean, annoyingly, there are certain characters we know are going to be fine because they've got spinoffs. But, but yep. yeah, there is there's much death ahead. <laughs> there's I've uh, only yeah. seen so I managed so basically I went onto Twitter quickly and I have basically yeah. muted. Anything that says The Walking Dead and stuff like that. I'm just, Smart. I'm like, yep. Yeah. I, I'm on the verge of deleting Twitter just until the end of it because I... But, well, and, and Elon Musk, but yeah, go on. And he, yeah, but um, whilst uh, whilst doing all this muting and stuff, that I saw one and I'm like, oh, don't let that be real. So, yeah. Well, we will discuss that after the recording. Uh, so, the 
the idea that Mercer is now done now he's surrounded by other guards. Yep. So these are clearly people that are loyal to Mercer and are like, you tell us what to do, boss, you know. Now, we know that Pamela has her own kind of group of people as well because she had them go round up this group, something Mercer wouldn't have done, um, yeah. you know, so she never entrusted Mercer with this. So there's, she's clearly got her own people loyal to her. So there's going to be a straight-up conflict between those loyal to Mercer those loyal to Milton. I can so, see a gunfight coming, yeah. Oh uh, Yeah, I, I can definitely see some issues coming up. Uh, so that's what's going on at the actual Commonwealth. Now, out and about, we catch up with Aaron again as they're trying to make their way to the ocean side, and on the way, they bump into Luke. Now, there's two aspects here straight away. One is me and you both had the exact same reaction to Lydia running at a walker to kill it. Yeah. Which... I think both of us then had a kind of wry smile on our face because the show actually pointed out that she was being stupid, which as a podcaster, you're kind of, as the show's going on, you're kind of making little mental notes and stuff like, Oh, why did they, you know, that doesn't make sense. So I was, I was ready to write a note. I was like literally there ready to go off. Oh, you know, she's really, she's been in this apocalypse her whole life. Yeah. What the, is she doing? But no, they immediately were like, what the, are you doing we don't know if they can duck they can move you know we we've seen these variant walkers now doing this stuff come on what the hell are you thinking yeah you know you of all people know what a whisperer is (laughs) yeah so yeah i I kind of enjoyed that i kind of enjoyed the the show itself and i think it goes to show that uh the people who are running it right now and writing it are really detail orientated which has made a massive difference for my enjoyment of the show yep um in this, these group, uh, Luke reveals Oceanside's gone. Uh, the you know the Commonwealth soldiers came in, took it over, and they're actually hunting them. Like they are being hunted down. So Aaron and Co. Luke etc. get trying to get as far away as they possibly can, but they soon run into uh, like a patrol. Um, they're out and about looking for Luke. And I've got to be honest, I was really happy to see Luke back. Like. It was a character that's kind of been written off. He he got on a wagon to head to Oceanside and no one saw him again. It was like, hey, there he is. Yeah, no, good guy. Um, He's a a fun actor as well in the Fantastic Beast movies. I like him. Yes. Um, But he, they obviously are like trying to work out a way, okay, well, how the hell are we going to get around these guys? Lydia spots the walker on the ground. It's kind of like, aha, go back old school. (laughs) You know, walk with the dead, just like I used to do all the time. So they, they, they gut up in the old walker camouflage, which is always nice to see because it's been a while. Yeah. And they start making their way with a herd. Now, the Commonwealth clearly are fully aware of this tactic because they are checking the herd with spotlights. Yeah. They are like looking over the herd, trying to spot if they can see people walking in amongst it. So that was that was kind of interesting in itself that they were like, Yeah, we've seen this, let's just double check. Um obviously they weren't engaging the herd like to take them out because they didn't need to. You know, they could just drive off. There was no they don't need to spend the ammunition on it i did have a moment where it looked like they were about to open up with a machine gun i thought well now what are you gonna do yeah that's them <laughs> guys gone yeah it's like the minute they open fire just lie on the ground and pretend to be dead i'm guessing but um but yeah so so there's that moment but we get this what is like 
basically Frankie foreshadowing a death, I think, or a big problem. And that is, you see Lydia get knocked and drop a knife. Yeah. And then you see a variant walker fall to the ground, pick up the knife, and get back up holding the knife. Yeah. So that walker Someone's is... getting shanked in the back. Someone is getting stabbed by that walker. And, yeah, I, I know who it is because I've seen the episode 23 spoiler and I'm really... Oh, no! Off that I've seen, <laughs> you know. Oh, no! Like, so, yeah, yeah. that walker is going to do some damage. Like I said, Frankie foreshadow is kind of obvious. <laughs> you don't you don't need a spoiler to know that seeing a walker pick up a knife, it's a bad thing. Although you say that, if you'd have gone back maybe three episodes, they probably would have never shown that walker with the knife ever again. No, so it's no, nice no. to know, you know, it's got better since then, you know. Yeah, you remember yeah, Henry walking out of a room three times, you know. Yeah, the the, the good old days. The yeah. good old editing days. Um There's Bambi. So yeah. I, <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, Bambi, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, we, when, we, when this show's wrapped and we do our retrospective, we're going to have some fun with that. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> so I, again, this whole variant walker thing, I kind of like it that this is a very... It's kind of sad that we're in the final episodes of season 11 and now it's being introduced. There were so many stale times during 10-odd seasons of this show where this could have been so massive, so different, so good. To see it now is kind of weird. I also want to point out that this is 10-plus years into the apocalypse... In season one in Atlanta, we saw walkers do this. And this is now being backsold that this is just a thing. Uh, Aaron kind of is like, yeah, I've heard rumors of this. Yeah, like it is a thing. What yeah. are the odds then in 10 plus years that you don't see one and then you run into them constantly? Yeah, like they've traveled, they've traveled a fair bit as well. So the idea of them not, yeah. not bumping into one anywhere on their travels. No. But now this random herd seems to be full of them. This, 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 yeah, this particular area is just like variant central. Yeah, it's a little that that's a little bit frustrating. That's a little bit of something that's kind of like, oh come on, give us give us a bit more. Could you imagine if they'd have done the variant story just before or just after the Whisperers arc? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. just before it would have really freaked me out. Like they're they're aware of these walkers that can do things. And then oh, you get the whisperers as well, and you start doubting: Did we ever see variant walkers, or was it just, yeah. or if it's straight afterwards? And they're like, in this, we've already had Aaron go, "Oh, it's a walker." Yeah. But imagine yeah, if they did whisper, that. Yeah. A whisperer. Imagine if they did that straight after the whisperer yeah. war, and then all of a sudden yeah. they're like, "Wait, we can't just shoot him in the leg anymore." Jesus, come on! Well, we, you're, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. This, you know, it is there. It just feels like they brought this in at the end, but they're bringing it in for the spin-offs. <laughs> uh, but anyway, now uh, the cold open to the whole show is we saw Negan and Co working again, uh, clearing like railway tracks and etc. Yeah. Um, but we actually see our group coordinating, trying to work out guard numbers, guard positions. Uh, Ezekiel, a few of the others, they're all passing information. Negan's writing it down. Negan's basically creating a map. Yeah. However. Whilst Ezekiel and Negan are talking, Negan sees his wife, and he just loses it. Like not not loses it, like loses his temper, but just loses all perspective on what he was doing. Goes to one of the guards and just says, "Hey, 
can I, you know, I'll work double, triple shifts if she can have a break. Yeah. And the guards there are just like, don't talk to me. And then they beat the crap out of him. She goes to intervene. She gets hit as well. And you're kind of like, oh, wow, this is going downhill fast. Yeah, You know that Negan's not <clears throat> just going to allow his pregnant wife to get knocked to the ground. No. And, and you know, a couple of punches are thrown and stuff. And, and you're kind of like, this isn't good. This isn't going to go well. Now, I've seen, all of us have seen the set images that have been released for the spin-off in New York, The Isle of the Dead. Yep. which is Negan and Maggie are the two characters noted as going there. And in not one of these images have I seen Negan's wife, by the way. I know. So as I'm watching this episode, I have that dread feeling. And I mean, I've you know, still got it going forward. Just this dread feeling of we have seen Negan's character evolve, but what made him go the way he did? What made him wrap a bat in barbed wire and go that way? To a certain extent, it was the loss of his wife. His wife, in essence, died because a group of people kept him from getting meds back to her. And when he finally did get back to her, she died. And then he murdered those people brutally for doing it and just went on his Negan with Lucille from that point on. Yeah. We've seen his character arc, the evolution, but seeing his pregnant wife be killed in front of him it wouldn't be a stretch to think he goes back to the way he was. Like, instantly. Oh, God, yeah. That, he would go full, give me a baseball bat. Yeah. I'm going to go and destroy people. Yeah, the, the the backslide, I think, would be like a death slide. Just instant from there to there. Yeah. Uh, we see in this episode the, the leader of this facility, Outpost 22, is talking to Negan and there are several times where he's basically doing a deal with him. What are, what were your thoughts throughout the episode? Because there's a moment where it's pretty obvious that this guy's just like, tell me who is plotting this, you know, plotting an escape and, you know, I'll do a deal with you, whatever. And we know that Negan wants to look after his wife. Mm -hmm. So he has definite motivation to do a deal and also, at the same time, we see Ezekiel get in his face about not liking him, not yeah. wanting him to be now, anywhere near him. wasn't that one set up for the audience <clears throat> to go, Negan, you bastard, you've betrayed Ezekiel, how could you? Like, it was well, so set up as an obvious it, thing. It was, <laughs> it was set up great. Now, did you walk into it, or did you think this is so much of an obvious setup, there's no way he's going to do it? I, no, I, I was very much 50 50. I was like, yeah. surely. Well, no, I, I, surely I mean, I, I walked into it. I, I thought. Yeah. No, I, I thought he's got a motivation because he even says to Ezekiel, fine, I'm done. I'm not involved. I'm just going to look after my pregnant wife, and that's it. This is what I should have been doing the whole time. And she even says to him, like, don't get involved. You know, like, our priorities is both of us to be alive. So this child is gets us both gets a chance yeah and when he walks into the office and the guy's like do you have a name for me and he's like yes i do and you're kind of like oh great you then see everybody yeah. get rounded up ezekiel grabbed especially and you're like yep here we go here we go but when we get there it's negan being put up against the wall because the name he gave was his own and all of a sudden you're and, like is this negan's redemption arc is this finally yeah are they doing it so well, he's going to save well, everyone? This, or? <clears throat> this is this is 
the this is the area where I feel once again that the creators of this show messed up royally by announcing the spin-offs. Yeah. Because in this moment, all of those thoughts you just said are running through my head. You remember the last episode, or maybe the episode before, Negan turned to Ezekiel and said, I will give you the thing that will bring everyone together. Yep. I'll do that. Now, me and you both kind of thought, oh, he's going to do something and get a beat in, and everyone's going to see him get a beat in, and that's going to galvanize everybody. But then as this is happening, I'm thinking, no, it's his death. Yeah, He's realized that the only thing that's going to make everybody shock, you know, shock themselves out of this and that is he saw how all the communities come together after he killed glenn and abraham is is, this is like the perfect synergy yeah he is going to make this guy do to him what he did because he then saw how everybody came together to beat him yeah you know he had all of those communities under his thumb beaten down trodden on and then he did that and it galvanized everybody and it is like this. This is this is great. This is really great writing. This is really. And then my brain just went, but I know he doesn't die. Yeah. And I was so disappointed. Which which isn't a disappointment. I wanted the character killed. It's just a disappointment that I missed out on the emotion of thinking he's about to die. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Hundred percent. No, I'm with you. Hundred percent on this because he's kind of knelt down in front of this wall. Everyone's yeah. getting ready to fire. And he just yeah. kind of looks up, and it was as he looks up. My my note here is he looks up to say, "Got a spin-off, bitch." Uh, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah, like which is yeah, which, which is, is frustrating. Until until the moment where he was on his knees and he looked up and he got everyone to raise their guns. Until that yeah. point, I'm the same as you. I'm like, oh my god, like he's done. It. He's realised this is it. Yeah. Here we go. Oh my god, this is the death that's gonna. Wait a minute. The one. <laughs> the one, yeah, the one thing I will say is whether the writing in this show they knew at this point the spin off was going to be announced, they then cleverly dragged his wife next to him. Which made me and really like, go, oh no. <laughs> well, this, this was it. This was me then thinking, oh, this is it. They're just going to kill her in front of him. Because the guy said, no, 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 just killing you isn't punishment. You need to be punished. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, no. And and one of the guards as well. This is There's so many subplots to what was going on. One of the guards earlier when Negan was in the room was denied um, a transfer. His brother is dying. Yep. And the guy was like, no, you went around me, so you're, you're going to be here for another six months. And you saw him clench his fist in anger. And Negan spotted it and was like, okay. There's a, there's a person. That's, yep. Yeah, that's someone I can maybe talk to. Okay, all right, I've clocked that. And then when he sees this guy in the firing squad, he literally looks straight at him and says, you've got a family, don't do this. And I was kind of like, oh, wow, this is so powerful. This, you know, this scene was really good. This is like, and yeah. because like like you, I had that real disappointment of the, the realisation that I know Negan's fine. But then when they brought his wife and I thought, if they shoot her in front of him and then turn the guns to him, but something's going to happen. But the fact that they're going to kill her this is, I was like, oh, wow, this is so dark. <laughs> you yeah, know? Negan is going to go full Negan. This yeah, be, this... Like, her death will be the death that galvanizes everyone because everyone knows she's pregnant. Yeah, and exactly, you don't attack yeah. a pregnant woman. 
So well, no, and and should you have them shot on TV? I'm like, can they do this? Will they do this? <laughs> um, yeah. Now, Wrong one of the things this is a different uh, show they do stuff like that, not this one. <laughs> uh, very, very different. Yeah. Now, on a subplot to this is we know that Daryl and Co are there. Now, Daryl and Co, uh, I've got an advantage point, and they see where they're working, and they obviously know how to get into Outpost Twenty Two, or better known as to everyone else, Alexandria. Oh, they go God, in via yes. the sewers. The, the him uh, sign which language was great because was amazing. <laughs> We're going yeah, down the yeah, shit yeah, tunnel. Was... Okay. Yeah, the shit tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was like because sign language has to be blunt. You know, he has, yeah. he has to just like. Like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And he just looks at her, me, you, shit tunnel. And she's like, okay. <laughs> um, Connie, I mean, this. I mean, I've written in my notes here, you know, the Commonwealth soldiers don't know what they're messing with. They got a strike team coming in. Carol, Maggie, Daryl, and Connie. Um, they, they do get in there. Daryl and Connie go in via the windmill of the tunnels to get to there. Carol says to Maggie, look, I know how to get into my old house. By the way, Carol's just like, I know how to get in and out of places. And it's such an interesting thing because it is a a character trait we've seen everywhere they've ever been. She's like, I need to know how to get in and out. I need a way in and out that no one else necessarily knows about. But as long as I know I've got that, I'm okay. And it's just such a fun thing that here we are, episode 22 of the show's final season 11, and it's like, bang, it's paying off. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is something that's been there the whole time. And it's like, yeah, this is the big payoff. This is this is one of those great writing things where if you're a writer, you sit back and go, enjoy, bitches. I yeah. have laid all the breadcrumbs and here we have the finale. Like if there's ever been know. a place that Carol has been and not been able to get out of, yeah. it just ain't happening. Like She no, knows everywhere. Uh, so Carol and Maggie sneak into the house. They take out one of the, the soldiers quite cleverly as well. I like that. Because mm-hmm. Maggie realises she's been seen and just signals the car. And she's like, all right, wait there. See, as I thought as he she tur- did it on purpose. I thought she put her face out on purpose. No, 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 no. Because you see you see the panic of looking to Carol. And Carol's just like, no, it's fine. Because when he turns the corner and spots you, I'll kill him. <laughs> and, yeah. and Maggie's like, okay. And he turns the corner, slit, dead. I was like, yeah. oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> there was no, there was no checking to see if that guy's loyalties could be changed. No, no, she was smashing um, him back of the so head. So they take out guard. <laughs> what did you think to the moment where Maggie kind of feels like she's losing her mind? She's like, oh, I can hear Herschel's voice, and like I'm missing him. So you know, and Carol's and like she's like, oh, I was so selfish bringing him into the world, and you had this kind of moment between her and Carol. But it's all based on the fact she really did hear Herschel's voice. Yeah. <laughs> And I kind of, it kind of felt a very um, grounded moment. Like it was an emotional exchange between the two. Uh, Sophia was brought up even, and you're like, oh wow, this is, you know, these two characters have known each other a long time. You know, Sophia was locked in her barn at one point as a walker. And you're kind of like, this is this amazing history being talked about in this little scene. But it's all based on the fact that little Herschel is upstairs being an absolute little shit. Like, let me out! Yeah. Um, and so There's they a do realise actually left the room because he wouldn't shut up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, okay, I actually did hear him and they go up and there's a guy that, by the way Maggie walking in headshot bang I was like okay yeah, there was no <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no no like step away from my son just walked in the door and shot the guy in the face um the one thing that's interesting is the rest of the kids aren't there so they add Herschel there 
but none of the other kids. And Rosita checks all the houses. The kids aren't there. So the rest of the kids aren't at Outpost 22. Why do you think they'd have one kid there, but not the rest? I, I don't know. That, that, this is kind of one of those things. I'm like, why? Where where are the rest being hidden? Like, if he's there, yeah. surely you'd either have all the kids together and then just take one out at a time to interrogate or whatever they're trying to yeah. do. Like, you can't really interrogate children too much. And at the no, same time, no. if you've taken the children of the people that you've moved away, you've moved them yeah. away. So you wouldn't be holding them in a hostage situation because... No. They know you've got the kids. There's no kind of like, oh, surprise, we've got your kids. Yeah. They know you've got them. So the only thing, the only thing I could think of that um, the reason why they'd have him there is because Maggie escaped. Mm. Now, obviously, Coco's the same with Rosita and Father Gabriel, but Coco's a baby. <laughs> so not exactly going to run not, away. Yeah, you're not. Whereas, whereas Herschel's an age, you could say, right, where would your mum go? Do you know what I mean? You could potentially try and yeah. speak to him and manipulate, you know, an answer or some information from him. Now, where are the rest of the kids? Does this mean there's another place where the kids are? Could they be at Oceanside? Could they be at what was Hilltop? Or do you know what I mean? Like, could they be at one yeah. of these places and they're Outpost Twenty One or Outpost Twenty? I, I don't know. Um, there's part of me that wonders if they're actually back at the Commonwealth. And if they are back at the Commonwealth, that is going to be the reason why our group have to go back there. That would be my assumption. My assumption would be you'd keep the kids in the Commonwealth yeah. because minus Judith, none of the yeah. others are really that much of a threat. No. They're just no. kids. You just let them carry on. Just crack on with your life. You're still going to school. You crack on. Out of line, you're going to get disciplined. But... Yeah. Yeah, no, well, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's where it's at. Um, so Daryl, etc., come in now. We see this incredible scene where the firing squad do have their kind of pause, their doubts, but whilst they're lining up and it looks like they are going to fire, Ezekiel stands in front of them. Yeah, and it's this amazing moment where you think to yourself that Ezekiel has now done the mental math. He has worked out that Negan was being pressurized to tell him who was doing this and Negan yeah. gave his own name. So in that moment Ezekiel knows okay me and him have got this massive history that I'm never going to forget but in this moment he just saved all of us. He yeah, saved me. Negan is screaming like that's not the deal. We made a yeah. deal. This is yeah. not the deal. Yeah. Yeah. And Ezekiel steps in the way and once Ezekiel does it Lots of people do, including people who aren't part of the group. So this is that galvanizing moment we talked about. And I was kind of like, okay, this is where it's coming together. Now the firing squad are like, okay, well, there's like 20 people stood in front of me. Now we're not going to shoot all of these people. And then the guy says, yeah, you are. Gives the order. Yeah. And it's, it's at that moment we see that one trooper like, actually, no. <laughs> actually, fuck you. Yeah. And we see them fire on each other because it's like the one guy who was like, yeah, I'll open up on him. The guy's like, no, you won't. Bang, shoots him. In the melee, the guy who's in charge tries to tries to sort of back off. Who does he grab? Is it Negan's wife? The, yeah. He, he grabs someone, doesn't he? He grabs someone and then Daryl appears out of the darkness and <laughs> knife. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
There is something about Daryl, by the way, that's just so dependable for stabbing people. <laughs> just it's like, just he rocks just up. Where oh, where am I? Yeah, yeah who, who's this guy? Oh, right, I'll kill him. He's in the way. Right, I'll kill him. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know, Negan, I think, is about to smash his head in, and Rosita stops him. So again, there's an aspect to that as well, which is like Negan, don't. And he's like, okay. In the past, Negan would have just pummeled the guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rosita stops him because Rosita wants to find out where the kids are. And she even grabs a walker of like this newly fresh walker, one of his troopers, gets him biting right next to his face and is like, tell me, tell me where they are. And the guy makes some sort of smart ass comment and she just feeds him to the wall. Yeah, just straight down. Like, okay, there you go. I was like, the oh, best oh, oh. thing about that we didn't need to see it just hearing it the guy screaming and hearing the biting yeah it was so oh wow <laughs> oh rosita what did you do yeah, you did it girl yeah now what do you think to the situation here then because this guy was in charge there are a lot of troopers there we've just seen one or two turn on him what about all the others because yeah, we've got our group there, etc. But are all of these troopers going to go, yeah, the guy was an ass? Do you, do you see where I'm going with this? It's like, surely there's some conflict left here at Alexandria Outpost 22. You would think so. Yeah. And the fact they have radios. So surely this is going to yeah. be radioed back to the Commonwealth. Like, yeah. the guys you're looking for are here. They've just killed yeah. the guy in charge. Yeah. So, so when I talk about resolving everything that's going on, there's so much, like, the next episode could literally be resolving this. You know, a running pitch battle in Alexandria to, to take control of it again. Um, followed by Where Are The Kids? You know, there's so much episode, like, episode 23 literally could be trying to find out everything you need to know and then, like, okay, let's go get the kids. And that's the finale. But at the same time, it feels like that's still, there ain't enough time. Unless the finale's three hours long and I've missed that. Yeah. Which it's not, by the way. Um, yeah, there's a lot to resolve. Uh, but all of that said, um, another good episode. Uh, an episode I enjoyed. An episode that had a lot to it. I think the only thing I would say could have made it even better is if I didn't know about the spin-offs. Yeah. I'd have had genuine emotion and fear for Negan, and I think that goes to show how well done it was and how well done his arc has been. Yeah. Um, but mate, is there anything I've missed or anything else you want to discuss? Um, still my normal things of, uh, if Rosita has anything happened to her, I will riot. Okay. So next um, week the podcast will just be me. Just you next week. Like. Yeah. Because I yeah. will go on like strike or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did a silent strike. That'd be great for a podcast, wouldn't it? Just, yeah. Yeah. It would be like, what do you think of this? <laughs> what do you think of this? They killed Rosita. Yeah, yes, that, that but, would literally just be your response. But we're talking about the Rick Grimes potentially show. No, yeah. they killed Rosita. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's going to be fun next week. I really look forward to it. <laughs> but until then, everybody, I want to say a massive thank you again to listening. Uh, we, we love the interaction we get on the Walking Dead stuff. Keep your messages coming in. Um, replying to everyone we get. If you want to have a, a, a faster interaction with us, you can join us on Discord. Stefan, would you like to tell the lovely people all about Discord? I would love to. So, Stuff and Thanks Podcast has their own Discord server for our listeners' community. 
On the Discord itself, we have a multiple of different threads covering all the shows that we talk about on this podcast. From Marvel, Star Wars, The Walking Dead, Netflix shows, Game of Thrones, you name it. If we've spoken about it, it has got a thread on there. Including one for the upcoming Black Panther 2 movie. And when the spin-offs are announced for The Walking Dead, we will be creating threads for those. Mainly by the sounds of it for our US listeners. If you do want to join in and talk to us, or talk to fellow listeners on our Discord server, head over to our social media. I have got the invite links all over those, and you'll be able to click, join in, and have a chat. You made that sound like it was pre-recorded, but it wasn't. You did that live, boys and girls. I'm just good. What a legend. (laughs) Massive thank you again. We'll be back next week for Walking Dead Wednesday when we discuss episode 23. Make sure you're ready. It's going to be emotional. Until then, everybody, you will take care. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week. <laughs>